What's up, Read, Pray, Share family? We are back with another Bible study lesson for you. And this week's message was given and beautifully delivered by Read, Pray, Share's very own Giovante Williams. In this message, he is talking about the seasons of God, where he is using the natural seasons that we go through, such as winter, fall, spring, summer. And he is helping us get a better understanding of the seasons of God and helping us to understand the seasons that we are in. We hope that this message this message resonates with you and we hope that you enjoy. Um, there we go. Amen. 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 Well, I mean, those testimonies were amazing. Wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and pray it in. Dear Heavenly Father, um, I just humbly come, for you, come before your throne, Lord God, and I ask, Lord God, that I may decrease so that you may increase, Lord God, in my life, Lord God. Lord God, I choose to take the back seat, Lord God. This life is no longer mine. It is all yours, Lord God. I take the back seat, Lord God. All the glory, all the honor is yours, Lord God. So, Lord God, I ask that you use me, Lord God. Touch my lips, Lord God. Use me as a vessel, Lord God, because I am a willing vessel, Lord God. Use me as a weapon and a tool, Lord God. Allow the word that you have placed in my heart, placed on my mouth, Lord God, that allow it to be substance, Lord God, for your people, Lord God, to feast upon, Lord God. Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that our hearts be open to receive your word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So, um, man, Sean, I, I have been excited. Um, Yesterday, after I finished uh, typing up what I wanted to type up uh, on my walk, man, I was just speak, speak um, thinking about how I'm going to bring this word. Um, man, I thank you, Sean, for being obedient in your walk, you know, to create this platform. Man, I, I thank God for it every day. Um, so what I want to talk about is Seasons of God. And I'm going to teach seasons of God um, by using the natural seasons, but it's, it's very important and it's very vital that we understand the seasons that we're in. You know, a lot of people are in that season of, um, of, of autumn, fall, you know, harvesting, you know, they're, they're, they're reaping what they have sown. So I just want to kick us off in the winter season because you know, when we come, come to know God, we're in the winter season, you know, in the winter season is the coldest time of the year, you know, animals begin to migrate, people begin to, I mean, the animals begin to move to warmer climates, trees and plants go dormant to live through the cold, and some animals hibernate, while others store up food in the fall to eat during the winter when it gets harder to find food. It's very important. I need y'all to, if y'all got y'all notes, iPads, MacBooks, tablets, I, I pray that y'all, you know, be taking notes because this is very important. Many animals in, eat different foods in the winter than during the rest of the year. And the amount, the amount of time it is light outside is at its shortest. One point, many animals eat different foods in the winter than they do the rest of the year. 
when we come to know God, what are we eating? You know, are we still eating on those same things that we used to eat on when we were still in the things of the world? You know, your appetite has to change, just like Maria talked about last week, that it's about our appetites. In the wintertime, animals' appetites have to change because what they used to eat, they can no longer eat any longer. You know, in the wintertime, God is trying to remove some things off of you. He's trying to get you to change the things that you eat. He's trying to get you to change the things that you want to feast upon, what you want to indulge in. You know, before we came to know God, we eat, we used to do any and everything. You know, we used to always go out, be with our friends, no matter what we were doing. But then when we come to know Christ, you know, when we come to know God, you know, we're always going to be in a season. It's not that we're not going to be in a season. We're always going to be in a season. What season are you in? If you're in your winter season, you can't move forward into the spring season until you start to remove some of these things off. Animals, when it comes to the wintertime, animals begin to grow a winter coat. You know, it's a heavy coat. They need it so that their body, you know, will stay warm, you know, and God is like, there's some things I got to remove off of you because, yeah, you might have on this winter coat, but you have some dirt on that winter coat, you know, it, it's dirty right now. You, you know, there are stories about lambs that are sheep whenever they grow their coats. And if they haven't gotten a shaven, if it hasn't been cut in so long, it starts to affect that animal. It starts to cause them to have diseases. Um, it starts to, they eventually die from it because of that winter coat. So God is like, you got on this huge winter coat, but it hasn't been cut in so long. And now it's starting to, to affect you. It's starting to destroy the body. It's starting to bring diseases. You know, sin is a disease. Matthew 6, 19 and 20 says, do not gather and heap up and store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy and where thieves break through it and steal. But gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor worm consume and destroy and where thieves do not break um, through and steal. Animals store up whatever they had got in the fall time, they store up so that they could eat through the winter. But God is like, you've been storing up all these mindsets that are not of me. You've been storing up this stuff that's not of me and the things that are of me that are left in you, you've pushed it to the side. And now the moth, the rust, the worm, the thief, the script, scripture says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy comes to steal the word, not out of your mouth, not out of your hand, but out of your heart. You know, when you allow the enemy to steal from your heart, he's stealing some things that are very vital, very important. So when we 
are in our winter season, all those things that we did store up, scripture says that you're storing up wrath, you know? If we're storing up wrath for ourselves, that's why he says, don't store up these things that are earthly. You want to store up these things that are of God because those things um, will not be stolen from you. It will not be taken from you. So that's our winter season. And I want y'all to remember these things because all of this is going to connect. Everything is going to connect. In our spring season, spring is the season of new beginnings. I need y'all to write that down. Spring is the season of new beginnings. Fresh buds bloom, animals awaken, and the earth seems to come to life again. Hmm. So something had to die for us to have a new beginning and for it to seem as if the earth has come back to life. This is very important. I, I need y'all to put a star, uh, uh, something beside this one. Farmers and gardeners plant their seeds as and temperatures slowly rise. Farmers and gardeners plant their seeds. So they're planting their seeds. Scripture says that we reap what we sow. In your new beginnings, after your winter season, when you get into this spring season and there's new beginnings, this is why I say you have to store up things of the heaven of that's in from the heavens. Because when you start planting these things that are from the heavens, I can't wait to tell you what happens in the autumn or the fall season. Spring is often marked by increasing increased rainfall. Hmm. Put a star beside that. Because now, you know, in the wintertime, everything was dead, it was cold. Now we're in a new beginning. We getting some rain, you know, which helps to water the infant seeds taking root in the ground. So we've already planted our seeds and now it's being watered. You know, animals that spent the winter in hibernation come out of their dens while those that travel to warmer regions return. Many animals give birth in the spring, winter coats are shed. So this is very important. So farmers plant their seeds in the springtime. Animals that left come back. Think about that in the things of the spirit, you know? How many friends have left you when you were in your winter season? How many friends did God have to remove from you when you were in your winter season? Or how many people did God remove you from when you were in your winter season? You know, because sometimes we can, we can deter somebody. Sometimes we can be the ones that are hindering somebody in their season. And God is like, okay, you're in your winter season. I need you to, I need them to go on somewhere. I need you to go on somewhere. You know, these animals return. You have some people that God is like, they're supposed to be in your life. Like this read, pray, share family is supposed to be in your life, you know, but there might be a season where God is like, okay, I need you to step away for a second, you know, because right now your mindset, you might be on the read, pray, share for the wrong reasons. 
you might just be trying to look for the wrong things in this community. So God is like, okay, I'm gonna need to remove you real quick. And then come your spring season, your new beginnings, when you've shed off those old mindsets, when you shed off your winter coat, that now I could bring you back because there's some things that I need you to get. See, the farmer started to plant. Those people, those leaders, the leadership, they're starting to plant into your life now. You know, I'm starting to bring some rain so that those plants can grow. Those things, those teachings, those mindsets can start to grow inside of you. The animals that were sleeping, you know, those, pe those things that we have to die to, those things, we might need to go into a state of hibernation where we're constantly being fed by God, constantly being, you know, fed the word of God, given the Holy Spirit. And then when we awake, new beginnings, you know. Uh, and people start to give birth in the spring. I mean, animals start to give birth in the spring. You know, God is starting to give birth to something in your life. At first, you didn't have patience. Now God is giving birth to that patience in your spring season. At first, you didn't have self-control. If it was a somebody that you wanted to be with, oh, you was going for it. But now God is having is birthing that inside of you. You used to get angry quick, but God is slow to anger. So now that is giving birth, God is giving birth to that on the inside of you. There's some things that are that are being birthed on the inside of you that are characteristics of God, things that God needs you to have so that you can continue to walk this walk because he doesn't want you to be stuck in your winter season when he said, I need you in your, your um, spring season right now. I need to start planting some seeds in you. I need to start giving birth to some new things on the inside of you because those things that have died, I need them to stay dead. I don't need them to rise up again. I need them to stay dead. Here's some scripture for you. Colossians 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 9 to 11 says, do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old, unregenerate self with its evil practices. See, God's trying to take you out of that mindset and have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self. Remember, I said that in the springtime, we shed off of that winter coat. We shedding off of that. Look, God says, and have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self. You know, we took that winter coat off that was heavy, you know, with the spirit of heaviness put on the garment of praise. You've clothed yourself with a new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remodeled into, into fuller, and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. In this new creation, all distinctions that all distinctions vanish. There is no room for, and there can be neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, nor difference between nations where the alien, barbarian, um, Scythians, who are the most savage of all, nor slave or free man, but Christ is all 
end in all, everything and everywhere to all men without distinction of person. So there's some new things that God is trying to do on the inside of us because we're no longer in that winter season. Don't stay in that winter season thinking, oh, God hasn't, God hasn't told me to move. Don't allow the enemy to blind you with that. You know, that's why you go through a winter season because there's some things that God has to remove from you. You still immature. You know, you can't move into a spring season of new beginnings if you're still walking with that same level of immaturity. Is God going to correct everything, every single thing in your life in your first winter season? Not at all. But there are some certain there are certain things that God is like, OK, for the first year, I want to do this. I want to remove this in their winter season. So this is this is what my word is. He sent his word. His word does not return to him void. So when his word hasn't been fulfilled, you're still in that winter season because until you, until that word has been fulfilled, you're still going to stay in that winter season. You're in your spring season. God is like, I'm trying to get you to a level where you can be patient. You know, I'm trying to get you to a level where you could be faithful over a few things. You asking God for all these other things, but God says you haven't even been faithful to a few things. So until that, until that gives birth, you can't move into the next season. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says, do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. God says that you're in the spring season. That's why he poured out some rain. He poured out a blessing. He opened up the windows to pour you out a blessing because you're in your spring season. This is where God is trying to plant some seeds. This is where God is trying to water those seeds that, that are being planted. One man plants another waters, but only God brings the increase. So when you start to plant these things, remember this first scripture we talked about is don't store up things of the earth, store up things in the heavens, because this is why, you know, when we're in our spring season, when we're planting these things, these are the things that we're going to reap <laughs> come our fall season. You know, these are the things that we're going to reap come fall season. On to the summer season. This is hot, dry time of the year. Can lead to droughts where water is in short supply. <clears throat> Many summer deaths are caused by dehydration, especially during heat waves. And everybody loves the summer because they go on road trips, they at the beach. Everybody want to be by water come the summertime. And the reason why we have a summertime is because, yes, we planted in our springtime. Yes, we have, we got some water in our, in our, um, in our springtime. We got a lot of rain in our springtime. It's summertime. It's not raining. <laughs> it's hot, you know. 
We want to be inside in the AC. If we aren't outside, we want to be under some shade or at the beach around some water so that we won't get dehydrated, that we won't just be simply just extra hot. But how do we receive water? You know, I mean, scripture says that when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, you drink this water, you're going to go thirsty again. So next summer, you're going to have to come right back. You know, God, we going to the beach. We refreshed. We good. We got some water in us. We good. We in our summer season. God said, you just going to have to go back. Come next summer or the next day. You know, you still gonna have to go right back to it. We can't go to the beach every day unless we live on the beach. But who got who who got those type of funds to just live on a nice, beautiful beach every day? You know, we go visit the beach once, maybe three times within the summertime, four times maybe. But God is like, you're gonna have to constantly go there. Isaiah 44, 3, for I will pour water upon him who is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offsprings and my blessings upon your descendants. God says that rely on me. You thirsty? Here's something to drink. But don't forget when you when you hunger and thirst after me, you shall be filled. It's a promise, you know? No longer will you thirst anymore. John 4 and 14, but whoever takes a drink of water that I will give him, John 4, 14, shall never, no, never be thirsty anymore. But the water that I will give him shall become a spring of water welling up, flowing, bubbling continually within him unto, into for eternal life. Hallelujah. God says that I'm going to give you some water where you won't even thirst anymore. Every time you come into this season of summer, you won't be thirsty. God says that you will be planted by streams of living water and you won't be afraid of the drought when the drought comes or the, the hot temperatures come because you will be by the streams of living water. Living water doesn't run out. Living water is gonna constantly sustain you. Living water is gonna constantly have you in this summer season walking as if you hot, you thirsty, but I am sustained. I am sustained by the Lord, you know? There's so many people that are in a summer season that dehydrated, that's dying spiritually because they haven't come to the realization or the knowledge of God and they haven't accepted God to the point that he says that I will give you a drink where you will never thirst anymore. You know, so many people that are living in this world that are going off the desires of this world they're thirsty for money. They do all these things for money, but they can't stop because, oh, they make a lot of money. I need more money. You know, Th their desire has never been satisfied. But God says that 
when you rely on me and you trust in me, see, this is why we need that spring and that winter season, because these things have to die off of us and new things have to be planted on the inside of us. We had to get planted. We had to give birth to patience. We had to give birth to long suffering. We had to give birth to self-control because had we not done that and we went into this summer season, we would have died of dehydration because we wouldn't have understood that I need to go to where there's living water. I need to go to the one that'll give me, that'll quench my thirst that, yeah, I have a good job, but I'm okay with it. I don't need to get another promotion because I am sustained. You know, I don't need another, I don't need all this extra, I don't need another job. I don't need to be working two, three jobs because I am being sustained because I am planted by streams of living water. You know, I am planted by something, you know, I'm, I'm planted by living water that I don't have to fear drought. You know, when, 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 Elijah, when Elijah said that it's not gonna rain anymore, Elijah had to go through it as well. He had to go through that drought as well. But God says that I'm going to sustain you. So he sent birds, ravens. You know, people look at ravens as a sign of death or whatnot. But he said, I'm going to send ravens to give you some, some, some food to eat. And I'm going to sit you by a stream. And soon as that stream dried up, God sent them somewhere else. As soon as it dried up, God sent them somewhere else. See, that's that, that's that living water. That's that water of that's going to sustain me. That's that water that's going to quench my thirst forever. I'm not going to thirst anymore. Scripture says that we hunger and thirst after righteousness and we shall be filled. First John, okay, we, we, we get in this water, but what is the water? You know, I'm, what is the water, Gio? I'm glad you asked. First John 5, 7 through 8 says that, so there are three witnesses in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three witnesses on the earth. Hallelujah. The Spirit, hmm, the water, <laughs> the water and the blood, and these three agree, are in unison their testimonies coincide. So we're wondering what this water is. This water is God. You know, had we not gone through this spring season, we would have had a very rough and hard summer. See, God is like, I need you to get these things. I need you to give birth to these things. I need you to shed off that winter coat. I need you to put on this garment of praise. I need you to learn how to worship. I need you to learn how to not just worship publicly, but I need you to learn how to worship me privately as well, because we'll worship in public, but we don't worship him in private. You know, do you truly believe him? You know, you're not going to him in private. You only go to him when it's time for re-pray, share Bible study. You only go to him when it's um, the Thursday, you know, 
the the experience. But what about Monday, Tuesday? You go to them Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. What about the other four days of the week? You know, what about when you're not on these Zooms or Instagram Live? Are you still going to him? And God is like, I need you to give birth to this mindset. I need you to start giving birth to these routines where, you know, you waking up at 2.30 in the morning. I wake up at the third watch where the enemy is most active so that I could go into the spirit to pray. Are you going to continue that? I need to give birth to that. You know, God is like, okay, I've given, you've given birth to that. Now you got to sustain it. How can I sustain it, God? You need the water of God. You need that living water. You need the spirit. You need to constantly go to Holy Spirit because if you don't, you're going to find yourself in a summer season again and you're going to start to get dehydrated. You know, you're going to start to need water, but your mindset then change. And instead of you going to the living water, you go into the natural water. You know, we have to constantly have this mindset of I need to go to the spirit. What is happening in the spirit? What am I doing in the spirit? And now we got to get to the fall season. And the fall season is going to tie everything that we just talked about back together. Starting from the winter, the spring, the summer, now we in the fall, our autumn season. Nighttime arrives earlier. Temperatures begin to drop and most vegetation growth decreases, you know. In the springtime, in the summertime, you still have things that are growing, you know, plants and stuff that are growing, you know, farmers have their crops, you know, animals prepare for the dark seasons, you know, food that generally comes during the winter. Gathering supplies are traveling to warmer climates. The period of transition, that's good. See, the, the fall time is a period of transition, preparation between summer and winter came to be known as harvest. It's harvesting time. See, those seeds, that those things that gave birth in the, in the, in the springtime, what did you give birth to? What did you plant? See, if you, all you planted was things of this world, things of this earth, that's what you're going to harvest, you know? So you was planting death. What are you going to receive? Mm, death. But if I'm planting life in the springtime, God says that I want you to have life, but life more abundantly. So I planted life. I'm about to harvest life, eternal life. When the leaves turn red, we think leaves are beautiful when they change colors and whatnot. You know, it's normal for them to turn orange and stuff like this. But when, tree, when leaves turn red, it's a sign of distress. Have your leaves started to turn red? God says that you will be like a tree planted by the streams of living water. 
Are your leaves turning red? Are you in distress? You know, you planted some things of death. You planted some things in this world. But now come harvest time, instead of you being joyous and you're turning like yellow and orange and whatnot, you're turning red because now you're in distress because now you're like, dang, I'm not gonna have anything for the winter season. I'm not gonna have no food to eat for the winter season. You know, I've, I've turned my back on God. So in the winter season, I'm supposed to change my appetite, but I can't because I don't even have no food to eat. So the enemy comes and he like, you wanna taste this? You can have this. And you distress because your leaves are turning red and you're like, man, should I, should I take it? Should I not take it? Now you have a conflict of interest, you know, because you don't have that life. You, you didn't reap a harvest that's going to sustain life. You reap the harvest that's, mm, it's going to lead you into more death. It's going to lead you into more suffering. It's going to lead you into more torment, you know. We think that whenever we're doing good in life that, and, and I don't have God that, you know, God must be blessing me. Nah, mm -mm. there's a season of chastisement where God is going to have to start to remove some things. That's your winner, you know, but when you, when you've been storing up things of this earth, you know, that's what you're going to receive. But if I, if I planted things of the earth, you know, what did the scripture say? That the moth, the worm is going to rust. The thief is going to steal it. So come your harvest season, you don't even have anything. You know, you don't have nothing to get. But God says, when you store up things in the heavens, hmm, come, that, come that harvesting time, you know, none of them can reach it because it's being protected by God. The weather also begins to get colder. Many plants stop making food. Autumn is the time when deciduous trees shed their leaves. The leaves change from green to red, orange, yellow, or brown before falling. In addition, there is less sunlight because the days are shorter. So in this fall season, Yes, it's great that we have a harvest, but we also got to realize that there are some things that, that are starting to stop producing. Are you going to stop producing what God has been telling you that you got to keep producing? I got to continue to plant and water these things that, that, that I've given birth to in my spring season. I have to continue to do these things because if I don't, then... I'm going to be just like these, these, these trees that are shedding these leaves that, that are dying, that are starting to die off, that are starting to lose their leaves. There's a tree I love. I love every time I go hiking or running. There's a tree, even this winter storm that we had in February, there is a tree. And I talk about this tree all the time, but there is a tree, two of them, actually, their leaves stay green through every single season. And I've watched this, I've taken pictures of it. Their leaves have stayed green. I wanna be like that tree. I wanna be like that tree that leaves don't change color. Normally leaves, tree, I mean, 
leaves change color because there's no longer as much sunlight, but these trees are being sustained. I wanna be a tree that is being sustained by the Lord because just like Jorian said, he didn't already promise that he'll sustain us, you know? So just because it's the fall season, it doesn't mean that your leaves have to change. God says that he, will, he prunes those that produce fruit. So yes, there are some things that are gonna be cut off of us, but that doesn't mean that my leaves have to change and fall off. My leaves can stay on and stay green, stay vibrant, stay full of life because I'm being sustained by the one, the water, you know, the living water, I'm being sustained. Galatians chapter six, verse seven through nine. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be smeared at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretentious of professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. For he who sows his own flesh, lower nature, sensuality, will from the flesh reap decay and ruin and destruction. But he who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right for in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. That's a great scripture because God is saying that you reap what you sow. If you reap to the flesh, you will, I mean, yeah, if you sow, my bad, if you sow to the flesh, you will reap from the flesh. Meaning, if all I'm sowing, if all I'm planting is lust, lies, deceit, you know, um, anger, hatred, if those are the only things that I'm planting in my fall season, that's what I will receive. So when you wonder, why does this person hate me? You've been sowing hatred, you know? Why, why does person keep lying to me? Have you been lying all seasons? You know, why do I feel like I wanna have sex with everybody I meet? Well, that's what you've been planting. God says that if you sow to the spirit, the things of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control. These are the things that you will reap and it will ultimately lead you to eternal life. But hold up. He says, don't lose heart. Don't grow weary and faint. Because God says that, you know, we all run a race but the, the ones that will receive eternal life are those who can endure. So you might be in a season where you struggling, your summer season, your winter season, you might be struggling. Even your spring season could be a struggle. 
even your fall season, you might be struggling because you didn't do the things that you were supposed to do in the other seasons. And there's a reason why we started with winter because fall, the things that we receive in the fall, the things that we harvest in the fall, that's what will sustain our winter. That will paint the picture of how our winter will go, you know? There can be joy in your winter season where these things that, have to, that you have to die to, you can be joyous because you've reaped all these things. I've reaped a mindset that I could be patient. So come my winter season, there's some things that are testing my patience. I don't have to worry about it because I've planted that in the spring, you know? And God has been bringing increase. God says for me to faint not because in due season, this, my patience is due in the winter. So in due season and at the appointed time, you shall reap. I've reaped it in the fall, but it's due in the winter that now I can walk it out, you know? Now I don't have to be like, man, how am I gonna, how, how am I gonna have patience in this? I, I don't have enough food. God says in patience, I'm already receiving Holy Spirit. He says that you will never hunger anymore, nor will you thirst anymore. So in my winter where there's not a lot of food growing anymore, God says, don't worry, I've already put in, I've already, I already have so much in the storehouse for you that's gonna sustain you in this winter season, you know? So all of these seasons are connected. Each and every season is important. There is no season that's more important than the other one. A lot of times we look at, we try to go from winter to fall. You know, but we can't do that because we, how can I get to a harvest when I haven't planted anything? Even though the scripture says that, God says that, look at the birds of the air that don't even provide, don't even make a nest, but I provide for them. You know, the animals of the field, the, the, the grass in the field, you know, they never, they neither sow but I still provide for them. So what more would I not provide for you? God is saying that I'm gonna sustain you, but you still have to go through these seasons. You know, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So in your summer season, where there's not a lot of rain, where there's not a lot of God pouring out, but God says that I might, be, might, might not be pouring out but I'm still providing you with water. I'm still providing you with my spirit. I'm still sustaining you with this stream of living water. Mind you, this stream doesn't run out. The stream of living water does not run out. It's flowing through every single season. So I wanna be like that tree that is by living water that doesn't fear the drought that doesn't fear the cold weather because God says that 
I will provide for you and you will be sustained at all times. So that's what I have for y'all. I pray that y'all receive this. If you want my notes, um, message me in the group chat, I'll send it to you. But I pray that y'all receive this. These seasons are very, 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 very important. You know, to the new believer, even to those that are veterans, it's very important that we understand the seasons that we're in. Do not allow ourselves to think that I can go from my, my summer season, skip my fall and my winter season and go to spring or don't think that you can skip the season. You have to go through these seasons because God says, God has sent this word for these specific seasons to teach you, to train you, to build you up. We can only go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We have to continue to increase. Dear Heavenly Father, we just wanna thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this hour, Lord God. Thank you for allowing us, Lord God, to receive such a word, Lord God, that's gonna help us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, Lord God, I pray that everyone that is on this Zoom call, everyone that is going to watch this video, Lord God, I pray that each and every person, Lord God, has a heart open and willing to listen, Lord God, and to receive from you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead, Sean.